Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. This is Dr. Yvonne Young, and you're listening to yours truly on Conversation with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I hope you're having an awesome Sunday. I know that I am. It seems like, at least here, the weather has been a bit forgiving, but for my friends in the Northeast, I want you to stay warm. I know that weather is anything but friendly. We've been talking um and great measure about the things that it takes to create a meaningful and a lasting loving relationship. As we know, those things, if anything, are never easy. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of sacrifice. And better yet, it takes you being willing to be the best part of yourself if you are in any way going to find real authentic love in your life. For, the, for those of you that are getting ready to have another Valentine's Day and possibly one alone, this show is very important because, you know, I've been doing a lot of interviews and uh, taping for some television broadcast and some Internet TV broadcast, and I, it's dawned on me that America has turned this day into something that is anything but about real, authentic love. This day has become something that is so commercial in nature that, unfortunately, those of us that need love the most see it the least. And on days like Valentine's Day, people feel anything but connected to someone and especially to someone that should be very special in your life. For those of you that have uh, lost a loved one this Valentine's Day, going through a breakup or a divorce or just kind of indecisive about what your next move should be. By the time you get to listening to this program tonight, I am hoping that your circumstances as well as your conditions will have made at least the steps toward a permanent and a lasting change. With all of that said, I want you to get a pen and paper. We're going to do a lot of writing. We're going to take a bunch of notes And these things that are being discussed, these things that I want you to write down, will resonate with you in a way that is going to prepare you to have a meaningful relationship in your life. Last week, I had everyone take a test. And if you missed that episode uh, on Wednesday's show, I strongly suggest that you go and listen to the archive because that test is a great indicator as to your level of readiness to sustain a relationship or correct the one you're in. If you scored below 35 on that test from Wednesday, I can assure you that you are not ready to be in a relationship with anyone yet. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not saying that if you are in a relationship, you need to walk away What I am telling you is that for us to have a successful journey, we need to assess what it is that we are doing right and wrong, because if we don't, what is going to take place is things that should be a blessing will quickly become your curse. And I don't want that to happen to you, and I know you don't want that to happen to you. So with those things said, Let's get straight into part two of this show. I want you to take a moment and look at you. What is going on in your life right now that if you could change it, 
you would. And write that down. Whatever that may be, it, it could be that you are unemployed and you need to get a job. It could be that you don't feel good about your body image and you need to lose 30 or 40 pounds. It could be you are in a state where you don't, you're not comfortable with where you live or how you're living. But whatever it is, write it down. The reason I'm asking you to do that is that before you can fix or have something work with someone else, doesn't it only make sense that you have to fix what's going on with yourself? How can you expect to make anyone happy when you're not happy with you? That's the first thing. Next thing. And all of this, everything I'm going to be talking about this evening is about sustaining a meaningful and a lasting relationship. Next thing. If you, this is especially true for you ladies out there. If you are in a relationship with someone who is in control of your well-being. Now, for some of you, well-being means finances. For others, well-being means the, your state of mind. For others, well-being means the nature in which your household is being run. But who is in control of that? Have you willfully given someone else authority and dominion over your life that should not have authority and dominion over your life? If so, I want you to write down who is running your life right now. If it is you and you are not in a relationship, how are you running your life right now? Take the job out of it. I want you to look beyond money as being a factor. But, and I'm going to say this, I had a conversation with, um, uh, uh, I'm, I don't want to give too much away because it just wouldn't be right, but with some people, let's just say. And in this discussion, one person has made it their decision to allow someone else to call the shots with their resources, their money, and they're not happy about it. So when we have the discussion about this subject, the first thing that I ask them is, why did you abdicate authority or, and, uh, over your life in exchange to be basically someone that is at the mercy of someone else's decision-making process? And this person uh, you know, in as much as we had this discussion, this person um, was complaining, well, I don't like it. I'm not happy about it. It doesn't feel good to me. So naturally, you know what my next question is, what are you going to do to change it? And this person says, well, nothing, basically, because their option of changing it would not change it. So that's like doing nothing. I'm, I want you to ask yourself, have I given someone else the responsibility for my happiness. And if I'm not happy, who am I really mad at? And, and think about when you have to take control of your life, what you have said is it's kind of like being, and I'm not knocking people that have lost a job that need governmental housing or that are needing assistance in order to live because, you know, bad luck can happen to anybody. But people, welfare was not meant to be a lifestyle. You know, you, if your mother is on is staying in the projects and you in the projects and your grandmother, y'all, all of y'all need a good ass whooping because that is just a trifling shame. That was meant to be there because you fell, you needed someone to help pick you up, but there's no way that two or three generations of your family should be at the mercy of the federal government and you get so accustomed to that that now living a dysfunctional life has become your normal, okay? Let's go to this third element. third element in your life is what is your plan for the next 36 months? What is your plan for the next 36 months? I want you to look at that individually. And I want you to look at that collectively because those plans are going to be the things that is either going to take the relationship you're in to the next level 
or it's going to pretty much sandbag it because if you, you know, a house divided will never stand. So let's do this. For those of you that are in a relationship now, you must sit down with your mate and go into the dialogue about connectivity. Where are you? Where are they? Are you guys having common goals, or is one of you talking about moving to Alaska and the other one talking about moving to Mexico? I mean, are you on the same page, and do you have the same value system? Is your significant other in support of your goal? Let's say you're going back to school, and you're ready to go back, and your mate is telling you, we can't afford it. Well, let me tell you something. There are certain things that you probably can't afford to do, but you cannot afford not to go get in a position to have more resources because if you're sitting there talking about how broke you are and you're tired of opening envelopes and they're pink and you can't pay your bills, you of all people need to go and better your condition. And the way to do that in this country at least, I don't know about my my friends and and south of the border on the islands, but I'm sure it's not any different there. Getting an education is the key to prosperity. The more you know, the more money you make. So, but what is your plan for the next three years? Do you plan to relocate? Do you plan to have a child? Is If you have a child leaving home, now that you have extra money and extra time, presumably, what are you going to do with that? If you're paying off a car, if you're paying off a house, what are you going to do with that extra money? Are you going to be foolish and go blow it? Or are you going to invest it in a business? What are you going to do? But what are your plans for the next three years of your life? Next thing I want you to write down. If, in fact, you are in a single state, meaning that you are not yet in a committed relationship, where do you see your life as it relates to the person that you are dating? Or if you haven't committed to one individual yet, which I urge you not to do that until you know that you know that you know this person is a good fit for your life, what is your plan for dating, and what is your plan for the people that you are dating? A lot of you have not learned what dating really is about, so let me give you a quick education. Dating is that period of time where you get to know somebody. It's not a period of time where you leave your drawers on this person's floor and that person's couch and, you know, in this person's car. That's not what dating is. Dating is a period of time where you have dinner, have conversations, spend a little bit of time to see if you and another individual have values in common, belief systems in common, morals in common, if you even want the same things out of life and agree with getting it the same way. You may be dating someone that's an entrepreneur, and you're an entrepreneur. The difference is you, your business has a tax ID number, and you need a license or a certification. His business is selling weed. Well, I guarantee you those two things do not work well together because when the police come and arrest him, they probably are going to show up and arrest you too because you're conspiring. In other words, have you looked at the people that are constituent to your existence, and if you have looked at those people, the question is, where do they fit into your mix, or do they even fit into your mix? For those of you that are married, is another question, and especially this other category, those of you that are cohabitating and not married, or those of you that are engaged, this really is for you. Have you discussed the hard subjects? Have you? Have you really sat down and asked Pookie or Boo or whatever you call this person, what is your view on me and my child, if you have an existing child? Where does that fit into your world? You know, is the person you're with really ready to become a parent? Are they really ready 
to take on the obligation and the responsibility of parenting your child? That's question number one. If you are not a parent, is that person having the same vibe and the same value as it relates to conception and to raising and having a baby? You really need to talk about that. You also need to discuss in full measure, what about money? Do you share resources? Do you keep your money to yourself? If you're a married couple, have you been fighting over money and its division and who gets what and who controls the checkbook? Where do you fit as it relates to the discussion of hard subjects? Have you talked about spiritual beliefs? Have you talked about the things that you need to do in order to feel complete being when it comes to the things such as taking care of aging parents? Are you supporting uh, uh, siblings? If you are supporting grown siblings, I'm going to give you a quick uh, lesson on that. You're hurting them more than you're helping them. It is one thing to give a child uh, a leg up or a step up. It's another thing to become a part of someone's dysfunction because you are an enabler. So have you had these discussions? Uh, have you thought about your contribution to someone else's life? Big question, big question. And does that person that you're dating, are they on board with you? Or do they see that as a deal breaker? Again, have you had this hard discussion? Going into the next subject, as you look back at some of these things that I just mentioned, those last five questions, how does it make you feel when you think about that stuff? Are those subjects and are those things, uh, are they tandem to you or are they the conversations you avoid? Well, I'm here to tell you, many a good relationship flies south because people simply do not want to talk about the hard subjects. Many a good situation ends up stagnant because people do not want to take deliberate steps toward progress. Are you moving in the right direction, or are you just sitting there being stagnant? Well, we're going to take about a 45-second break, and when I come back, we're going to get into the next layer of this because, as you know, all of that was nothing but a setup for what we're going to talk about tonight. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll be right back in about 45 seconds. something to just get you to thinking. You know, there's a, a statement that I just love to say over and over again, and that is only a fool begins a journey without first assessing its cost. And that's what I want you to do this evening. I want you to assess the cost associated with your life. There's so many things that we feel that we cannot afford to do when, in fact, there's more that you can't afford not to do than you can afford to do. And and the biggest part of that is where you put your heart and your time. When you put your heart and your money and your soul into a situation that really you can't do uh, or unstrike, you can't uh, uh, dismantle, and I'm going to give some, some examples of that. Can you dismantle pain? No, you can't. Can you dismantle a broken heart? No, you can't. Can you dismantle all the time that you put into something and ever recover it, the truth is, no, you cannot. 
So with that statement being made, the next subject is the real one, time. Let's break this down. Time is one thing that is so significant that you cannot get enough of it, but you're only given so much of it. Second thing is everything in life is about time. As a matter of fact, even when you get paid, people pay you by the hour. Whether you're on a salary or not, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you can quantify what you make by the minute. You can break it down. The more valuable your contribution is to life, the more valuable your paycheck, the fatter your paycheck. And the more people that you affect, the more money you make. And we, we know this, right? Well, imagine if money is a measuring stick for time, you know that there are certain things in life that become quite priceless, and one of those things is your mental state. We don't like to deal with this, especially in certain elements of our culture. Okay, y'all know I'm talking about black folks, right? All right. Anyway, in certain elements of our culture, and I'm not just saying black, most minorities in general, we do not want to take the time to invest our money or our resources in doing preventive maintenance on relationships, i.e., it's so funny. I will have people that will write me on Facebook, email me, uh, call, and I will ask them, I'll say, well, you know, have you guys sat down and done some homework and getting to know yourself? Because going to a counselor for marriage is almost a waste of your time when you haven't even gotten you together. You do not know yourself, and if you don't know yourself, how can you know anyone else? How can you realistically deal with a set of circumstances and actually have a fruitful outcome when you don't understand your behavior, you haven't dealt with your baggage from your life, you have gone to a state of mind or to a place emotionally or cognitively that does not allow you to really address needed issues that you haven't handled. So while you got that pen and paper handy, I'm going to help you do that. There is an exercise that I do with people that come to my office, and it gives you not so much answers to your questions, but it gives you the, you know, there's this game called hot and cold. You can play with a kid and you hide something, and the closer you get, you say warm, warmer, warmer, hot, steaming, hot, boiling, you know what I'm saying? Or the further away you say cold, real cold, freezing cold, right? Well, when you go back and you look at your life, the things that took place during the early years of your life are great indicators that will tell you if you are hot and if you are cold. Now, how do you determine those things? The things that your parents bought in your world are great determinants as to how life is going to go for you. If you go and look back, the things that happened before mom and dad ever got together have a great deal more effect on your life than you would ever, ever believe. Now, what, does, what do I mean by that? Glad you asked. Let's say you were born to a family where the parents before birth were struggling, their parents were struggling, your mom came from a broken environment, the chances are when she got with your father, she bought some of that stuff to him. Or let's say your dad, his father was a workaholic, alcoholic, or a churchaholic, and he was so busy doing one of those three activities that he never showed your, your father's father, never showed your dad how to be affectionate and how to love and how to communicate. Well, you, can, you really can't really blame your husband now, when you marry a guy who grew up in a home like that for the fact that he cannot connect with you because he never saw anybody connect. Or here's the other thing. You have situations where a man, it was just him and his mom. So now when this man marries you, you feel like you're married to his mother too. Well, I'm going to tell you that as these people said, um, you know, have said in my office on many, many occasions, Doc, 
I do not understand where my husband or my wife gets that from. I'm going to tell you where they get it from. They get it from their parents. So that's the purpose of this exercise in part is to see what parents poured in. So here's the first thing. Write this down. Ask your mother before you were born what was her life like. And this is before mom had any babies, before she had you. What was her life like? What were her hopes and dreams? What were her goals? Quite naturally, if you're going to ask your mom that, guess what? You're going to also ask your father the same question. Dad, before you had any kids, what was your life like? What was important to you? What were your dreams? What were your aspirations? That's question one. Now, in this exercise, you're only asking your parents a couple of questions. Second question that I want you to ask your parent, okay? The day that they brought you home from the hospital, what was going on in the house? So if you're an only child, you know, how, you know, what was it like? Were your parents poor? Did they have money? Or if you were the ninth out of ten children your mother had, you know, what was it like? Were, was it in a three-bedroom house? Were they struggling? Did, how did mom's uh, mother and father feel about your daddy? How did dad's mother and father feel about your mom? Because some of us, when we come home, we come home to a stressful environment. And from the time we're born, believe it or not, if mom was holding you while she was stressed out, you probably were stressed out too because babies do develop stress behaviors, and it even happens in vitro. So these are the first two sets of questions. Now here's two more. Next thing. I want you to think between the age of three to seven years old. What did you see in a relationship? Did you see your parents being kind of distant, or were they running around the house naked? <clears throat> that may be why some of you all are really jacked up in the head. Never mind. But or were your parents, you know, just very putting on putting on the wrists, you know, playing a role? They, you know, they only wore white drawers. You know what I'm saying? Just everybody sat at the table and didn't talk, chew your food. Or, or was everybody just eating by hand out of a bowl? I mean, what was going on between three and seven? In other words, what established your view of gender roles and identities? Or did you have some gender roles and identities established? Did you even see a mother and a father in the house? And maybe for some of you, that's why you don't know how to treat your husband or you don't know how to treat your wife. You never saw it. How could you see it? All you saw was uncle so-and-so and mama friend or daddy so-and-so and daddy friend, whatever. But, you know, what, do, what did you see growing up? Maybe you had two women raising you. One of them was trying to act like she was a man and she had a beard. And you were like, how do you have a beard and breast? You know, or maybe you had two guys and he, you were like, okay, you're a man. Why do you have on a pair of panties? I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff that screws up people's view of gender and people's view of self. So ask yourself, what did you see between three and seven years old as normal for gender roles in your house. That has a great deal to do with your views on what a man and a woman ought to be and do. Now, these next two categories get a little bit uh, more interesting. Between 9 and 13, many of us hit puberty. Some of you probably are 35 and still have not hit puberty if you look like Gary Coleman. But for the rest of you that are pretty much normally developing between 9 and 13, you did hit puberty. And there was this little time where you went from little kid to now your hormones kicked in, you got your menstrual cycle, you got a couple of hairs on your chin, on your face, you know, something like that. How did you go through that process and what was going on in your house? Two different things. What was going on in the house? Were you, uh, how many children were there? Were kids, were, if you were a middle child, or a younger child, did you have an older sibling that was picking on you, molesting you? Were they being sexually active? So at 11 and 12, you knew what sex was, and you were experimenting with feeling on people, people feeling on you. I mean, what happened between 9 and 13? The other thing is that that's when you typically get that first crush, that first person that you notice of the opposite sex, and when you notice this individual, 
you, you know, you kind of like get the smiling on the inside and you get your hopes up. You hope they feel the way that they you feel about them. You hope they feel that way about you. But for some of you, you know, they made fun of you and teased you when you said that you liked them. For others, didn't even go that well. You know, you said you liked somebody and they did anything but like you back. You know, they matter of fact, they made fun of you, everybody, and you were really embarrassed and hate that you ever admitted that you had any kind of feelings. Perhaps you were that little boy that was kind of fat and chubby or real skinny. That's the guy, ladies, now that's at the gym wearing it, walking around with a two little shirt on with all the muscles. Or you were that girl, you were a little overweight or you look, you know, you were real skinny and guys teased you. Well, that also leads to promiscuity. It also leads to people joining gangs and even trying to switch and deal with someone of the same gender just so they can be accepted. So what happened to you between 9 and 13 when you started becoming aware of your masculinity and your femininity? Now, between age 14 and 18, that's when you fix what happened between 9 and 13, right? You were the bully and you were getting bullied at school, now all of a sudden you start kicking everybody's butt in high school and you're the football player, or everybody's kicking your butt so much you end up being the fastest guy at the school, so now you are a world-class track athlete. Or you are that girl that, you know, I had braces and, you know, I look kind of goofy, but now I got contacts in, I took the braces out and let my hair down, and everybody's like, wow, who is that? So... What happened between 14 and 18? What crowd did you fit into? Were you part of the cool kids? Were you a nerd? Were you running around wearing a raincoat in the summertime? Hope not, but, you know, maybe you were. Were you that white kid that was going to an all-black school and now you're more black than the black people? Or you're this black kid that went to an all-white school and you are acting like Carlton on Fresh Prince? What happened to you? between 14 and 18? Did you start lying and you haven't stopped since? Did you, uh, did you start think, realizing that, you know what, if I have sex with these people, they like me more and you haven't stopped since? Or, have you got, or did you have a baby or an abortion and now you're frigid in the bed, don't want to have sex, and you write your name and your draws with a black marker. I mean, what happened to you between 14 and 18 years old? As you can tell, this will give you a lot to think about, and it's going to provide some insight. And, again, that exercise goes way further than that, but I just want you to go that far because we're going to be talking about creating foundations and what these things mean when we look at life and we look at the things that really are consequential as it relates to what we do, how we do, and why we do life in the manner that we do it. Now, now that gives you something to think about. I want to give you a chance to call in because I know um, there are probably some questions out there. So you can call us at 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. If you can get through, we're going to try to get you on air. Make sure your call is uh, concise and maybe just a couple of questions, and I'm going to try to answer them. Uh, and let's keep it about what we're talking about tonight. If it has something to do with your love life, has something to do with someone breaking your heart or trying to make that decision whether I should commit to this relationship, is this person taking me serious, don't hesitate to pick up the phone and give us a call because I really want to prepare you to have a good Valentine's Day. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back in about 60 seconds. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young.
All right, we're back. While we're taking some time for you to mull over what I just had you write down, uh, last week I was going through a list of some things that really uh, were directed toward you becoming more aware and more transparent, not only with other people, but with yourself. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention, when you call in that 646-478-5610, make sure you press number 1 and we will try to get your call in, okay? Press number one, and we will try to get your call in. But back to this. In a relationship where both you and your partner are committed to moving beyond the blocks to the truth about learning who you are, you know, last week I was like, you've got to learn how to observe your own thoughts and feelings, and that's why I was having you do this exercise and, you know, ask these questions, you know, am I really in this? Have I thought about the next three years of my life? Why am I dating this person? How committed am I to them? You know, who's controlling my life? All of that stuff that I had, um, I just mentioned earlier tonight. In a relationship that supports truth, you have to understand there is space and respect for both people to have whatever thoughts and feelings they may have. And a lot of us don't trust that. What we do, and it is a huge mistake, people, we just keep all this stuff bottled up. And especially those of you that are introverts, and I'm going to advise you, please take the Myers-Briggs test. If you need to get an evaluation on whether you are relationship material, or better yet, who you are, what you are, how you think, and what your blind spots are, you know, you can call my office. It's going to cost you like 300 bucks to do this, but I guarantee you 300 bucks is a hell of a lot cheaper than 3000 in divorce court when you have to retain an attorney or when you keep getting in relationships with the same type of person that didn't work last time, and the only difference is they changed their melanin content, meaning you were dating brothers. Now you switched over to white dudes. Now you went from dating men, and you're a man. Now you date men instead of women. You know what I mean? Dude. Let me tell you, there is nothing that you're going to do that is going to bypass you having to become truthful, not only about who you are, but why you are who you are, and what does that really mean? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to everyone else that is around you? Next part of this, when there is respect and when there is accommodation, for the truth of not only who you are, but who you are not. You don't have to hide from the truth and fear that your partner is going to turn on you. And, and, and being honest, people, tell the truth to yourself. Do you really create a safe place for people to communicate with you? Do you risk being honest with people that you date. I know for a fact, it's so funny, um, as you guys are well aware, you know, I'm a, I'm a single guy with a, I have grown children and I, you know, I, God bless me, a nice home, nice office, nice life. And I will tell someone, you know, I've had, I've, it's been funny, I've had women say, well, how come I can't come to your house? Well, I can tell you why you can't come to my house. I don't know you that well and we're not there yet. And to be frank, I don't know you well enough to know if you're crazy. You know, I tell people the truth. I'm not going to make up something. And one, once when I did that, someone said, well, you must have something to hide. No, I just told you the truth. Some of us are so used to being lied to, we don't know the truth when it bites us in the butt, right? But I had to risk someone judging me, probably thinking I was being a jerk, when in fact I'm not being a jerk, I'm being real. And, ladies, I will be quick to tell you before and I know this is really, for a lot of y'all, closing the gate after the cows are gone, but, you know, you have you know more about a man's genitalia than you know about the man because you avoid these conversations. I was with, uh, we were shooting episodes to my show the this weekend, and, you know, I'm off camera. I'm talking to some wonderful people that, that are, uh, are participating in this programming and what have you. And, you know, one lady, a uh, very striking young lady, made a comment that 
you know, my relationships, I dated some guys, and they just stopped calling. Just, you know, out the blue. And and I'm not talking, this is not a woman that's not classy. This wasn't a woman that wasn't beautiful, wasn't a woman that didn't have a life together, had all money, you know, single mom. And I asked, I said, have you had the hard conversations with these guys? Before you ever, be, you know, shared your goods with them, you know, your goodies, did you stop and ask them, you know, what is your view on parenting? Because, ladies, I'm going to tell you something. Especially if you look good and you find a dude will tell you whatever. That's when you have to stop listening to the words and pay attention for the actions. And then for others, have you created an environment where someone can actually talk because out of the abundance of the heart, that mouth is going to speak. I promise you, girlfriend, that mouth is going to speak. Listen, people say what they mean and mean what they say, especially a grown A man. When he tells you, I'm not ready for a commitment, I don't care how much you cook him some scrimps. I don't care how much sex you give him. I don't care how tight your drawers get until you look like you got veins about to pop out in your thighs. You are not going to get this guy to change his venue. Ain't going to happen. People have to change paradigms because they want to, not because you gave them an ultimatum. Big step in this equation. As men, and, you know, this being Valentine's Day, this is really directed to the fellows, you know, I was talking to a group of men, and it's so funny. The guys that are married feel that they're sentenced to Valentine's Day. It's almost like, you know what, she's expecting this. If I don't get it, my ass is in the doghouse, right? And that is not why you give someone a gift. Fellas, let me give you something. I don't care how mad she's going to get at you. If you don't want to give a woman nothing, don't give it to her. Because at the end of the day, save your money. You're going to lose it anyway, you know. This day does not change a doggone thing except in the mind of a fool. Now, if you're crazy, this day will definitely lead you down the wrong path. Now, listening to the brothers that are single, they're not buying nobody nothing. <laughs> you know, it's like, I ain't buying no gifts. I'm not buying no presents. And I'm like, well, why do you feel that way? Man, ain't no chick finna play me. I ain't, I ain't doing it, bro. If I do give her anything, it's going to be one flower. So you got that. But here's what I spotted. In the midst of the single brothers and the brothers that felt uh, enslaved to a relationship, there were these few real men in the room. And they had it figured out. They wanted to just say, you know what, man? It's a day to show my girl I appreciate her. And I actually heard a dude say that, and I thought that was so very cool. So, fellas, for this day, just spend some time with her. As a matter of fact, I want you guys to do this. My producers, uh, we filmed a lot of videos. Google D. Yvonne Young. Give it to maybe, maybe I'm thinking, uh, probably Wednesday, we will have all of those videos up about how women really feel about Valentine's Day. It's going to trip. It's going to, one, it's going to make you realize that it has nothing to do with you buying a gift. Second thing you're going to realize is the chicks that are all about, you know, you dropping your change, man, you need to cut her. That ain't the woman. Uh, and then making these grandiose superficial gestures will only basically result in you getting played, so don't do that. Now, back to this subject. When there is respect and space for each person's truth, you don't have to hide the truth in fear of your partner turning meaner and validating your thoughts. And it's, in, it's very important that you listen to people. Don't finish their sentences. Let them finish talking. Take the time to stop being a mind reader and assuming you know what somebody's going to say or that you are, you didn't made yourself God. You know, everybody died, they named you God, right? <laughs> so you know what somebody means by what they say. Let people talk. Let them express themselves. A relationship 
where it is safe for truth to emerge will not only challenge, but it will support both partners toward increasing awareness, right? And the goal of your relationship is to become one with your own truth. If I can't be me around you, then who in the hell can I be? And that starts with me being me around me. For, so for those of you that are single and going, you know, Dr. D, okay, that's good. I don't have nobody. Well, well okay, I'm not leaving you out. The first good relationship you need to have, gentlemen, ladies, is with yourself. You need to be able to, on a piece of paper, you know how you can write down everything you want in somebody else? Newsflash. And, and this is another part of this little exercise thing tonight, so write this down. Write down what are people getting when they get you. And don't be lying. Don't be talking about, well, you know, I'm a realtor and I got a real estate company. You ain't sold a house since Fred Flintstone put a front door on his cave. You you know, don't be lying to folks. Don't be telling people, well, you know what, I, I do have. You ain't done nobody's damn hair so long. Come on, man. You, all you've done is jacked up some weaves and you done hurt people so bad on that. The, chi- the little Chinese lady at the store ain't going to sell you no more hair. Your stuff is that jacked up. You know, stop lying. Be honest. Just say, you know what? I'm trying to go back to school for the third time. The last two times I quit because I just didn't fill out the paperwork. Last time I flunked out. This time I'm going to see if they'll let me back in. I mean, be honest with where you are. Be honest and tell people, you know what? I got a cosmetology license. I do not know who in the hell was crazy enough to give it to me because I'd be jacking up people's hair. You know, come on, be honest. If people can love you for everything that you're not, then you know for a fact they can love you for who they are. But that starts with you loving yourself for who you are not. And when you really love yourself, you don't make excuses for yourself. And I'll be the first person to tell you, if you're in a relationship with me, I am a visionary man. I have mad gifts and visions if it wasn't for Julia or Randall, I would be, <laughs> Lord Jesus, y'all would, it wouldn't be no show. I mean, I, I swear, I'm going to just be real transparent to you guys. If she hadn't called me tonight and said, hey, excuse me, you, you, hey, yeah, you, uh, you got a show. You need to get off the set and get ready. You know what I mean? It's like this woman saves my kahunas on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay. I know if you are with me, do not ask me to pay the light bill with a, and mail it. Now, go online. I got you covered. Don't give me no envelope. You will be sitting in the dark. I promise you. I know who I am not. I, I am not a detailed person. I know that uh, you come to my house, you better put your plate in the sink. I am a neat freak. You cannot go and leave dirty dishes in my crib. You know, know who you are because you can't fool people. All that nice facade, that old fake act that you putting on, you know, people constantly write me and they say, Dr. D., Man, how do you say God, Holy Spirit, and A asterisk asterisk or S asterisk asterisk asterisk? I mean, I'm being honest. I cuss. That is my that I don't even think it's a flaw. I just think it's part of my personality. You know, so this is what I do. If you don't like it, go go follow Charles Stanley. He ain't gonna cuss. He's gonna put you to sleep, but go follow him. Don't follow me. I'm going to be me, and if you can't love me for who I'm not, so accept yourself. Moving right along, you know relationships uh, where it's really safe, and here's what I mean by safe, where someone doesn't feel like you are going to condemn them. And when you both strive to allow your truth to be very present, the next thing that comes with truth is permeability. Maybe you really don't look good with your hair dyed blonde, especially when you are Wesley Snipes color. You don't do that, right? Or you don't you don't do certain things. You don't you don't wear real red lipstick when you look like precious. 
because you're going to look like uh, what, <laughs> I mean, it, you might as well just be a figurine for a syrup bottle. I mean, there's just certain things in life that people need to be able to tell you the truth. You know, if you're a brother, you know, dude, shave your hair off. Quit wearing that fro and your hairline is in the middle of your head. You look very, very strange. Don't do that. If you're a big girl, why are you wearing some pants, some skinny jeans, and you're a fat dude? Or you're a big girl, and you've got on a thong. No. No, hell no. You know, there are just certain things that if your mate tells you, you know what, I need to be honest with you, that's the person that loves you, man. Don't shut them down because they may be saving you from making a damn fool out of yourself again because other people, they don't tell you. You ask them, well, how do I look? And they go, you look, you know, and they just kind of turn to the side play like they're choking on their chicken or something. But to be honest, is they are laughing at you. They are not laughing with you. So be able to take the truth. You know, I remember Burger King had this commercial about the rodeo burger, and one thing that the little doll said is, you can't handle the truth, right? Well, maybe it's time that you start. Maybe it's time that you learn. Don't uh, This new movie with my boy, uh, what's, I can't even think of this little short guy, Kevin Hart. Kevin is, when the preview, he has his chick the bag saying, spit it out. Come on, don't eat the food. It'll kill you, right? Instead of having to hide it, just tell the truth and go get you a, bu- a bucket of chicken. We have to become a safe zone if we are ever going to have a good relationship. Got to do it. Now, when we ask this question, am I able to be myself around you? Make sure you've answered the question about who self is. That's why I had you do this exercise tonight. I wanted you to stop and think, okay, who am I? Am I really in control of my life? When you start talking to, and and you know a lot of us, are dating, and the show is going to go to about, you know, an extra five minutes tonight, so you guys hang around because some good stuff coming out of you. When you go to dating and you get into loving other people, it's okay to not be perfect. As a matter of fact, none of us are. It's okay to tell somebody that your credit score is in the 400s. Because theirs probably is about five. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to admit that, you know, I didn't have identity theft. I put my phone in my little girl name. You know, your little girl ain't but six, but she got a phone and a credit card in her name because that's what you did. Tell the truth. All of this stuff that you've done in the dark is going to come to the light. It's okay to tell her, tell that man, you know, that ain't really my hair. It's my hair because I bought it. You know what I'm saying? But be honest with yourself. And remember that whatever you say to someone that has risked being hurt, they risk embarrassment to just try to be honest with you, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Because many of us have missed out on the people that probably were a fantastic fit for us because we were just full of it. We couldn't say that, you know, this is what's going on with me. This is why my life is jacked up. You know, I'm not inviting you to my house because I stay with my mama or I'm, you know, okay, I don't have a car. That's, you know, I'm I'm on the bus. I mean, stop lying. Stop it. If it is really romantic true love, it will endure. Love is not this set of giddy feelings and emotions and warm fuzzies. Love is about evolving and growing to be real. And for those of you that have been together for a moment, let's get these. See, if you don't give somebody something for Valentine's Day, give them the real you. Let them know that, you know what, for the last year I've been lying. <laughs> you know, or let them know that, you know, this is really the truth about me. That's why I didn't call you back. I was dating somebody else, and 
I didn't know if I wanted them or you, and it turned out that you were the person I picked because who the hell wants to be somebody that somebody wound up with? I know I don't. I want to know that when I get blessed to have a wife and make that move, I want my wife to be able to look at me and say, I could have had any man in the world, but I chose you. I chose you because you were the best fit for me. And, fellas, I'm here to tell you, some of these ladies that you are throwing away, you know, because good dudes, I'm not talking about you scrubs, so y'all sit over there and sit down and shut up, and this doesn't apply to y'all. I'm talking about the brothers that are eligible. I mean the brother that has his own place, that's making money, got his life together. You know, I'm talking to my peers now. You guys, you can have any woman you want, but do you have the woman that you need? And I'm not saying you should settle, because God is the giver of good and perfect gifts. And sisters, same thing for you. I, you know, sisters, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the sister that ain't trying to get somebody to come by on the fifth, around the 12, and they tell him they like him because they need he need to pay the car on the 15th, so you start liking this fool every month around the 11th, right? And you kick his butt to the curb around the 16th, 17th, and that dummy ain't figured that out yet. Or you just doing something strange for some change, right? You 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 down with whatever. You you got knee pads and you ain't working on nobody's carpet. You you out there. Well, let me give you something. Baby girl, it ain't gotta go like that. There is a guy that will love you, section eight and all. And I'm not saying everybody's on section eight. Some of y'all are just crazy and got it going on, but there is a man that will love you. And to my sisters that really have been waiting saying, Doc, you know what? I'm not crazy no more. For the brothers that are saying I ain't lying no more, you know, the ones, those of us like me, uh, you know, I, and I'll just say it, I'm an ex-hoe, you know, retired hoe, whatever, I stopped. But the, those of us that can be honest, we are not dead yet. We're still here for a reason. That's because God's got something really cool for you. But in order to inherit anything, you can't be an imposter. You have to be who you really are, this is the time for you to stop saying what you don't like about other people and eradicate that stuff that you know you don't like about yourself. And if you are so narcissistic that you can say there's nothing not to like about you, child, you need Jesus. I'm being honest with you. You need right now just to get away from anything metal or conducts electricity because your butt is about to get hit by lightning because everybody has something to work on. Everybody has something that they regret. If you do have a good, and this is just kind of like going into this last five minutes, Julia, we're going to wrap at uh, about 835. I want you to stop and take this last thing and write it down. If you're by yourself and your spouse didn't die and someone just dropped you and you're recycling relationships, you in the last four months you didn't slept with four, four different people, you know, those folks. And and for some of you, you ain't slept with nobody, you know. You you just you think you you're uh what what do I call it being celebrate and you calling yourself a saint when you really I'm our Pastor Rudy's word for the day. You're not a saint, you a ain't you know, for you ain'ts out there. Just stop and write this down. Does anybody really know me? The real me. Does anybody really know me beyond this person I'm pretending to be? You know, I, I made the statement a week ago where it says God knew you before you were ever in your mother's womb. We're talking about two different people now. The you that you were really created to be versus the you that you have become. Does anybody know the real you? Are they loving you despite your getting nervous all the time but you were by every time, oh, Lord, how are we going to pay the bill? Calm your ass down. Didn't the bill get paid the last two times? What makes you think that you ain't going to get it paid this one? 
Because if you're dead, you, you don't even have to worry about it. Ain't nobody, you won't even know you have a bill. But if you're breathing, chances are the same God that blessed you before. So take a chance on God blessing you now with someone that can love you. But does anybody really know you? Do you even know you? Have you corrected your issues? Have you gotten to a point where you've finally taken those fake contacts out your eyes? And, you know, I, I, I know some ladies and gentlemen that they actually believe their eyes are green. Those are contacts. Take them damn things out your eyes and be you for a minute. Stop fronting. Stop it. Stop it. You don't have to pretend that you're a senior tax accountant when you're just a clerk at the place. Just stop it. You don't have to do that anymore. So, as a matter of fact, there are people, and this is going to really twist you up, there are people that will love you long as you are doing bad, but the minute you start doing good, they're going to sabotage you. So is the real you somebody that wants to do better, but you're stuck in mediocrity because he does not want you to go back to school? What kind of dude are you with? Are you that brother that, you know, you – you're scared to go join that service, so you're scared to go off to college because you want to stay here with this hood rat that doesn't want you to ever be anything. She wants to keep you where her and her family is. Well, you know, birds of a feather flock together. You dig? If you're going to fly around with buzzards, don't don't be picky when they start trying to serve you an old carcass to eat, you know? Let's keep it real. Now, let's get to the bright side of this, those of us that have been patiently waiting, knowing that God is going to move, knowing that this is your season. You know, weeping man do it for a night, but joy does come in the morning. It probably came this morning if you'd stop tripping. And look at your life and look at what's around you. Think about it. In the last couple of years, what goals did you set that you've already accomplished and you're so busy looking at what you want, you're not even appreciating what you have, and that applies to people. Maybe you don't have your significant other right now, and maybe you're still single, and maybe you're not married, but you do have good friends, and you do have some family members that love you, and you do have employment. It may not be the job you want, but it's the job you need. If you don't appreciate these few things that you already have, do you really think God is going to give you more? There are times when we look for so many things in other people, when the real issue is we haven't corrected enough within ourselves. In order for you to have that which you seek, you got to be that which you seek. So this last question is, and for you, especially those that are alone and single, write this down. Write down all of the good qualities that you have. If it's a beautiful personality and you, you're overweight, okay, cool. Some people are fine as hell and they're jerks and assholes. So at least you got something that's really important. You've got character. You've, you've got compassion and kindness. Write down that, you know, you do have a, you got an apartment, you got a house, you got, you know, you got your trailer. Whatever it is you're in, you know, write down that you finally are not sleeping with six people, you down to two. You know, sooner or later you'll be down to one and then get to know yourself, then the real person will show up in your life. But you're not where you were. Stop and take inventory. What is really right about you? When you start seeing the good in yourself, when you start seeing the value in yourself, when you know who you are, when you know who you are not, when you start owning your own truth, that which you seek will find you. Anyway, that's been tonight's show. Let me give you some hints what's going on. Just found out we've got Melba Moore coming to the program a little bit soon and a bunch of other celebrities, Steve Drayton, a bunch of people on the horizon that are coming in. We've got a few surprise guests. As I understand it, my producer told me we got a real surprise for you for Valentine's Day. 
Uh, you guys that are looking for love and need some help, hint, you really don't want to miss that. And, no, I do not have the uh, founder of Adult Finder. I've got somebody decent coming on the show so that you can possibly learn why you are not connecting with people. And this, uh, my secret guest, will be someone that can more than likely guide you to the love of your life. At least we hope they can help get you on that path, and I know that they can. So we've got a big surprise this Wednesday. If you are checking out Facebook, and you're following us on Facebook, it's under D. Yvonne Young. Take the doctor thing off. Make sure you hit the like button. I want to read your comments and share the content because we need to uh, put the message out. You know, hopefully the brand is putting out a message that is changing your lives, and if your life is being changed, definitely catalyze that in somebody else. Oh, what else? Other housekeeping, other housekeeping. Uh, If you are watching CBS in Houston, Texas, I will be on uh, CBS Television's Great Day Houston Tuesday morning. You can watch it online, uh, not the live. Well, maybe the live show, too. It's at khou.com. That's like Ken Henry Ocean Union, khou.com. So you can check that out. If you missed the live show, they have it archived, and we'll also have it archived. And lastly, we have got a plethora of content about love, relationships, and all of this stuff hitting my Facebook pages, hitting the website, and YouTube, and blogs. So it's going to be a fantastic month. With that said, they just told me my time is up. I love you so much. There's nothing you can do about it. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Take care of yourself. Talk to you on Wednesday. Good night.